You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And welcome to episode number 54 of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. We are, of course, the home of all things spooky when it comes to CKCC Radio. And uh, let's go ahead and celebrate, because this is the two-year anniversary of the show. We started the first week of January 2020, and now here we are in 2022. And what better way to celebrate than with the return of the commissioner of CKCC Radio, Mr. Chris O'Mealy. I think the spookiest thing about this two-year anniversary show is that you are not alone in the call. The call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> Things that couldn't exist in today's day and age in movies. No. Plot, plot points that can no longer happen. That movie cannot be remade today because no one would get that reference. Well, you, you could remake it today, but you'd have to change where the call was coming from. And of course, actually, actually you could because with cell phone tracking, they could track the cell phone to the exact location and... That could be a way around that. That's true. Kind of like how somebody was like, well, Jingle All the Way can't happen today because of Amazon. I'm like, have you seen Amazon shortages? <laughs> Jingle All the Way could 100% happen in today's day and age. Yes, and unfortunately we did get a Jingle All the Way 2, which we will not talk about. That never happened. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Uh, speaking of scary things, somebody <laughs> made a sequel to Jingle All the Way with Larry the Cable Guy in it. And Santino uh, Morella. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only, like, 1% of the people listening to this podcast got that reference. I don't care. 1% of the people have my heart, so Exactly, that's why I had to do it. Everything's fine, guys. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, of course. I've been loving your paranormal stories throughout the years. I love your investigations throughout the years. You and I have actually talked about it. We haven't been able to plan it yet, because, you know, life gets in the way and everything. And then there was that whole deadly pandemic thing that kind of interrupted things, too. Yeah, spooky. Uh, but we've, we've talked about doing a couple of things together, and the big one was Gettysburg. Of course. And I still have that on the on the hit list that's on the agenda, so once we're able to actually make that happen, it'll be really cool to do a real paranormal talk live investigation from Gettysburg, one of the most haunted places in the United States. It's got to be up there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Stories, uh, but it's also cool because you, you know anything about your world, your... Uh, shouldn't even say world history you're just your united states history it's the it's the most pivotal turning point in the war yep what ha- happened at gettysburg where lincoln gave the famous address the the north became the the victors pretty much just by the turning point and it was it all happened in this i mean it's not a small area obviously the gettys field the gettys gettysburg sorry the gettysburg fields are very very vast open space and like when you do the tour, if you if you get the t- which <laughs> speaking of things that can't happen this day and age, the tours on CDs and my my car first world problems is so new I don't have a CD player anymore. <laughs> when so, when I, I did the tour, yep, yeah, my ex wife's car still had a CD player, so we were able to do that. Yes, no, I don't have that luxury unfortunately. I hashtag first world problems, people. <laughs> I get it. All right. <laughs> Well, you know what? I always wanted a new car, and the spookiest thing ever was your car dying on you because you have a Jeep that's 12 years old, and it decided to all go at once. 
And it's always the plot point of every movie when somebody gets in the car, they're being chased by the killer, and, oh no, the car won't start. Or never conveniently starts when you need it to. Yes, that's a very convenient plot point now. Nowadays, you got those remote starters, so you can just turn the damn thing on while you're running to it. Yep. I want to see them incorporate that into a horror movie. Exactly. Uh, now, now, speaking... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, please, please, because... There, there's been some, some good stuff that's been coming out. Well, I was going to ask you about your recent trip to Eastern State. Ah, yes. Eastern State Penitentiary. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know, it was considered one of the more infamous prisons of its time. Al Capone spent time there. He had his own, he had his own cell. Now, this is actually kind of interesting. The cell that they had him in They've refurbished it with items that kind of look like his time period, and they pieced it together through old photos and newspaper clippings. Like, they don't have any of the original stuff in there, but just using these photos, they were like, oh, this is cool. We, we can easily patch this together. And you're taking your pictures and stuff, and they, they've got somebody stationed outside the cell to give you information and everything, and they're like... And I'm like, so what's going on in the cell next door? Because that was also roped off, too, and had looked like they were refurbishing that one. And they're like, well, here's the thing. This cell that we did, we don't actually think it was his. We actually think it was that one. So we're going to do up that one, too. And I'm like, okay, cool. So one of these has to be his actual cell. Why not just do them both up, and then that way it doesn't matter. You can take a picture of both. Yeah. It doesn't matter which one. Because either way, you've got the Al Capone cell. And I think that that's really cool. I, I love how they did that. Yeah. And I just love that his cell was like twice the size of every other cell. Because you're just like, Al Capone's <laughs> coming. we got to knock down the wall of one cell to make it a double. Because, you know, it's Al Capone. <laughs> you know what? i got to say, because uh, looking at it, there was a bit of room to move around in there. It's about the size of a small bedroom in a house. Yeah. You, he, he had room for everything that he needed. So, because if you know anything from watching these mobster movies, like uh, Goodfellas, for example, my one of my top ten favorite movies of all time, by the way, that when they show the cell that they were all staying in, it was basically like like a freaking penthouse, practically. Yep. They had a full kitchen. They were able to play cards around the table. They had full-size beds. Because those mob connections, even though you had to serve time, you still got to do it in a nice location. Yeah, and when you've really got crazy. yeah, when you've got connections in prison to help you, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know you are a made man. So that that's one of the big things that happens there. Now, of course, there is a lot of history that takes place there. Um, and one of the things that you can do now, this happened during the Halloween event. They have an abridged version of the daytime tour that you can take, which is the full tour of the prison. The abridged version is like a 20-minute thing that you can do, but it's narrated by Steve Buscemi, which is awesome. Yeah. And and not for nothing, not only Steve Buscemi, a cool actor and everything, but he's got a unique voice. Oh, yeah. So it, it's one of those things where if you're going to get a, a cool celebrity narrator, everybody goes with Morgan Freeman. But you know what? Steve Buscemi's a cool choice, too. Yeah. Personally, I would have gone with Christopher Walken. Maybe he was unavailable. <laughs> the cell here was quite reasonable. <laughs> but the atmosphere just didn't do it. 
had people were literally freezing to death in the winter because it, there was no temperature regulation. All of these cells are made of this old stone, this old rock. They've got the classic bars on the window. That there's nothing protecting them from the elements, and stuff would seep in. Yep. So they were actually forced to renovate the prison and attempt to modernize it to create that humanity for these prisoners, which it doesn't matter what your opinion is on somebody who went to prison. They don't deserve to just freeze to death for committing tax larceny or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like They're still human regardless of what crimes they've committed. Right. Exactly. Yes, some crimes are horrific and those people don't deserve to live, which is why we have the death penalty in America, which is why we have multiple life sentences tacked on, so they're locked away forever. But there are some things that people go to prison for where they don't deserve to be treated like like these shoddy criminals. And yeah, you know, tax evasion. Like, yeah, that sucks that you're not paying your taxes proper, but you don't deserve to die in a cell. No. So a lot of the ghost history involved with Eastern State Penitentiary comes from the, the spirits of these prisoners. Now, they have a couple of unique stories. This, this I went back in October. We're recording this in January, obviously. So forgive me for, for having the not greatest memory in the world and not remembering every unique story that I hold here. But they have a couple of interesting individual prisoner stories that you'll, you'll listen to and you'll hear. Here's this person's story. Here's what they were incarcerated for. Here's how old they were, you know. This is the oldest guy who was here. Here's the youngest woman who was here. Like, they have all these different stats and everything. Yeah. Right, and, and then here's what happened to them. So now comes the question of where is the spirit haunting the cell? Is it still in the cell? Is it wandering the prison grounds? And you get a very chilling atmosphere in there. And the after-hours tour is done by flashlight. So the only light that was emanating in that room were all the little lights on our cell phones. Or if they handed you one of those little pocket pen lights that you could use, and that was the only light that was in there. So not only are you touring this prison where all this stuff happened, and several people passed away in several different cells, sometimes in horrific ways, you're also completely in the dark. Yeah. I mean, I did the daytime tour, and it was still spooky as hell, so... Right, exactly. So, So that was actually pretty damn cool. The Halloween attraction itself was a lot of fun, too, because they have several different room setups. So, they don't have, like, a... a like, like, they're not doing the universal thing where they've got, like, the, the full-on... This is based on a movie, and we're creating entire scenes from the movie, yeah. right? They're not doing stuff like that. But they're doing the, the insane doctors, the escape prisoners, the crazy people. The stuff that a good scare actor could do in an environment like that. Yeah. And the scares were very good. And the rooms were very well illuminated for a Halloween attraction. And me, who has very poor night vision, who has a tendency to walk into walls, was able to navigate these perfectly. So, as far as what, what a good Halloween attraction is, I would recommend people do Eastern State Penitentiary, and I would also tell them to spend the extra money and do the VIP package. Now, I went on a Sunday night, so it was a little cheaper than going on, say, a Saturday. But I paid... I think a total, by the time it was done with the VIP package, the extras, and the additional tour that I decided to pay for, I think I only spent about 80 bucks. That's not bad at all. No, considering you get several different haunted attractions and access to several different stuff, including things you couldn't get access to with uh, without the VIP thing. 
for example, one of the things that we had access to was a vampire bar, where you go through a really short Halloween-based attraction with vampires, where they spook you and they tease you, and then you go out to this full-on bar, and you get a free complimentary drink as part of your VIP package. So, you can't really go wrong with that. And they have a fire pit where you can buy... uh, Mine was a Reese's cup wrapped in a marshmallow that I roasted on the fire. Well, and anyone who knows you knows your love of Reese's. Knows that I was very happy that night. <laughs> oh man, that thing was amazing. But they got these little, these like these little Bunsen burners all set up, and you can just roast your your marshmallow treats over it. And they've got um, they've got a full on speakeasy gimmick going on with the uh, the Capone stuff, right? Where the Capone cell is. The whole thing, you walk in, they're like, welcome to the flower shop, we sell flowers here, and just flowers, nothing else, what can I get for you? <laughs> and then, and all the drinks that you can order, which again, compliment, you get one complimentary with the VIP thing, uh, we're all, we're all quote-unquote flower shop stuff. So it's like, oh yeah, here's your here's your bouquet of roses, and they hand you a beer. <laughs> so that was actually really cool. Very good, very well done Halloween attraction. Um, how the prison set up? You've been there before, Jeff, so you've seen this. But to kind of kind of explain this to the listeners, it's one giant perimeter wall, and then several. It's kind of like a spoke on a wagon wheel, yep. right? Yep. There's like a central hub and then various hallways going out towards that perimeter wall. And it's it's basically like a bunch of spokes. So you can walk around the entire perimeter of the attraction and you choose what you do and what you don't want to do. So if it's a scary thing, they have red tape out. So if you're going into something with red tape, it's a scary attraction. But if you want to if you want to do the Halloween experience and not do the scary stuff, you just avoid the red tape areas. So for somebody who doesn't like that sort of thing, you can still go there, you can do the Capone thing, you can check out the the complimentary stuff. Um, they had food. I didn't get any food while I was there, like I didn't eat any of their any of their snacks, but they had plenty of stuff. They have merchandise stuff. They have stuff for you to do if you want to avoid doing the scary stuff. So it's a really cool experience. And like I said, a lot of history there, a lot of hauntings there. And it was Eastern State Penitentiary that um, going back to the Ghost Hunters crew, which I love, the original Ghost Hunters crew, yep. Jason and Grant and all those guys, love them. Steve and Tango, like those are my guys, right? Like those were, those were, those were the Ghost Hunters team. That was the Taps crew. Some of the best footage they ever got in, for any of their paranormal stuff, the stuff they couldn't disprove, yep. that was creepy as hell, came from two locations. And we've both been there. Yep. The St. Augustine Lighthouse and Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. And and I did the review of the St. Augustine Lighthouse on this podcast. I have to do the Eastern State one. Um, Fun story. So, you know, speaking of that ghost hunting crew, you remember Brian Hernois, the guy that, uh, the dude run guy? Yes, I do. I met him at Interventions. That's awesome. I, I bet nobody else would have recognized him either. Nope. I was on the Segway over by Interventions West, and I heard a voice ask me a question. And I'm like, I swear to God, I know that voice from somewhere. And I turned the Segway around, and I'm like, 
oh shit, Brian Hornwall. <laughs> there you go. I mean, we've, we've had a couple people come through the parks that we've recognized that other people probably wouldn't. For example, I recognize Scotty Tuhati, the pro wrestler. You who, probably would have recognized him. Who is actually, uh, his son goes to the same, or went to the same school as Jason Peverett, the uh, Foghat son. Yes. So, yes, we know. so Jason. Jason knows uh, Scotty Tuhati personally. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, uh, Eric got James Hetfield on Interventions, and it, unless you really know Metallica and are that into that kind of music, you're probably not going to recognize him, especially nowadays when he had the shorter hair. Yep. He wouldn't. He doesn't exactly stand out as a rock star. Yeah, yeah so he does really, not look like a Metallica guy. No, he doesn't. But but yet he is. He's one, and he's one of the best. All so right. it really it really does depend. And like like yeah, if um now I know that Jason and Grant have both been to Halloween Horror Nights before because I know people who've been, ran into them there. And I would love to get their opinion on what they think of the spooky attractions. Yeah, that would that would be kind of a cool question to ask. Uh, Jason is still doing investigations with Steve and Tango. They just started a new season as well. Now they're back nice. under the Ghost Hunters name. Nice. So, um, so since this is a paranormal podcast, let's let's get a little bit more into that. For those that don't know, we were originally supposed to host this podcast together, and that then was always going to be part of the plan. There were there was always. I was probably scheduled to co-host more podcasts than I've actually ever pulled off in my life. Which is saying a lot, because you've hosted quite a few different podcasts. I have, yes. But (laughs) the bottom line is, I just, I simply, I have a bad habit of taking too much stuff on at once that I want to do, and there's so much stuff I want to do, and I have to manage my time to do it, and there comes a time when I have to... I have to say no to stuff or cut stuff out completely. And unfortunately, co-hosting with you and with some of the other folks, I won't I won't name them all because, God, I can't remember <laughs> them all at this point, is just something that I was just wasn't able to do. But it doesn't really matter because, really, I don't, I don't think I can contribute as much to this type of a show as you can because you've got more real-world experience doing this than I do. True. You actually have equipment. I don't. You know what my equipment is? I'd walk in there with my cell phone light on and go, yo, where are the ghosts? But sometimes that's all you need. Some of the best evidence I've seen has just been cell phone stuff. So, yes. you know, I, I will always say you don't need the fancy equipment. Sometimes it helps because there are things that you wouldn't be able to see otherwise. But So, another question those. for you. I got I, I got some questions. Where is the one place you would investigate if you could investigate any haunted location? Where would you go? Good question. Okay, so the first two would always, that are going to come to mind would be the two that we just mentioned, Gettysburg and St. Augustine, because, like I said, they've gotten legitimate evidence there. Nope. So I feel like I feel like I would want to get legitimate evidence as well. Um. So those would be the first two I would think of. Um, God, I can't, I can't for the life of me remember the name of this place, but they did a show. I believe it's in the UK. It's called Chillingsworth or Chillington or something like that. Chilling something. Yeah, I think I, I, I vaguely remember that as well. Yeah, 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 Giant Castle, and 
then again, they've had they've gotten evidence there as well. And I think they even did a show or some kind of a concept where if you could like you would win you would win some you would win money if you could spend the entire night there. And people struggled with it because it really is that creepy. Uh, it was the You're most haunted through. places in the world. I think it's Chillington, actually. Yeah, is the answer. Uh, that would be on the list. Uh, Dracula's Castle. If yep. you want to really get historic, which you can rent it, by the way, <laughs> in case you've got the money and you want to rent a whole friggin' castle. Uh, they did an, they did an episode of Ghost Hunters International from there. Something stupid, too. Like, it's nine bedrooms, no bathrooms, because there's just nowhere to go to the bathroom. Yep. So. I, I guess, well, I guess Dracula didn't need to poop. Like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> there's I buckets in the corner. It was good enough for Dracula, it was good enough for you. You know why? Because that was the era of chamber pots. Yep, <laughs> so, yeah. I, you know what? Fine, screw it. I'll, <laughs> I'll take the real world experience. I was a Boy Scout. I'll, just, give me a, just give me a place to do it and I'll be fine. Besides, we've all been drunk and had to do that somewhere that we shouldn't have. I, I, will, I will not respond to that question. But <laughs> okay, so those, those are the big ones on my hit list, right? Um, here, here's an unrealistic one, because I know I'd never get permission to do this, but I would love to do an investigation at Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, God, at yes. Magic Kingdom, to see if we could really talk to George. Yep. Do you know how uh, tempted I've been to bring equipment onto that just to see? I think you should. I think you should, and I think you should try. Wouldn't be a full-on investigation, but at least, you know... And it would be easy to sneak, like, a uh, voice recorder on there and stuff like that. So, yeah, maybe the next time I'm on it. Well, I mean, a voice recorder is a pretty inconspicuous-looking item anyway. You bring a bag into the park and they check it. It's not like it looks like anything suspicious. And what are they going to do when you're on there? I mean, people, now in the age of cell phones, they can't enforce no video photography yep. anymore because people record the whole ride on their cell phones, so... What what's what are you gonna have in your hand? It, it looks it's the size of some of them are the size of a cell phone. I don't know how big the one you have is. Oh, uh, it's not even that big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're tiny little things there. So, and, I, and who knows? I have one like, that's oh, yeah. that's literally a jump drive that also records. That's, there you go, and that's the thing, right? Like you've got a voice recorder. You could be doing your own like a blog of your trip or something, like a like a an audio blog or something. Yep. And there's nothing illegal about that, so getting to actually get on the ride and do an investigation would be worth it. Yeah. What I would try to do, though, is is try to get it one of those situations where you can go during like a really dead time of the year and then go like really late at night at one of be one of the last boats and try to see try to minimize how many people are on your individual boat or bring enough people that you get your own boat. Yeah. So for me, well, for me. Uh, you'd think I'd have been there by now, is uh, New Orleans. Just, again, yes. because of the history of voodoo and torture and piracy and Katrina, there are so many different stories that come out of New Orleans that there's no doubt in my mind that place is haunted as hell. Oh, God, yeah. And I've done the, uh, I've done the ghost tour there. Well, I've got a ghost tour. There, there are many that you can take. They've got one that specifically focuses on the voodoo history. Uh, they've got one that focuses on... There's like a vampire tour or something, because, you know, like cults and stuff that would have existed around the time. And 
ghost tour, and it was a really, really cool tour. And we didn't go in any of the places that they talked about on the tour, but we got to see a lot of them. And you heard some really creepy stories. And one of the ones that came out of it that I always remembered, and I don't remember if I've told the story on a past episode or not, on your show or otherwise, but I'll, I'll tell it again real quick so the listeners can hear it, is there was a couple who stayed at a hotel, and when they were checking their pictures on their digital camera, they noticed that somebody had taken pictures of them in their bed at night. So, of course, they, like, flipped out on the hotel, like, somebody snuck into our room, and how dare you do this and everything, and then they looked a little deeper, and they realized the pictures were taken from above their bed. That is creepy as hell. I would, yes. like, I, I, I would lose it, because... Dude, that's chilling. Yeah. That's a chilling story. Like, like I don't even know how I would react to that. If I, if I was, like, thumbing through my phones, the photos on my phone found a picture of my wife and I sleeping in bed with a picture taken from above, like, I'd, I'd nope the hell out of that hotel as fast as possible. Nope. Nope. Uh, nope. Burn, it, burn it down. Burn it down. Burn the whole thing down. That's it. We're done. We're done. I'm out. I'm out. Peace. Yeah, you know, I talk big for somebody who wants to have a legitimate paranormal encounter, and yeah, if I actually did have one, I'd probably piss myself. So I gotta, I gotta be a little more realistic with my goals here. I mean, it really depends. Like, I've told you the story of when I'm pretty sure I got touched by something, right? Yes, in the rip. Or no, that was my ex-girlfriend got touched your, at Ripley. That's right. Uh, mine was on the battleship. Yes, I, I think we talked about that. Uh, either you were on our my show or I was here. I we think it was when I was that. on Nerd Table for the Halloween yes. episode. But yeah, like I wasn't even scared. When I got touched by something that I don't know what it was. I was just like, oh my god, this just happened. Holy shit, I can finally say I got touched. Some ghosts are into that, you know? Uh, again, I'm not 100% sure that it wasn't the guy standing on my right reaching over and tapping me on my left. I mean, I'm never going to be the one to automatically say, oh... It's definitely haunted, unless, like, the picture me and Jen have of a random body standing in a cemetery with a light, we can't debunk that, because we've already tried. Right. But, like, could I have been touched on my shoulder? Yeah. Could I not have been? Yeah. I, I don't know. So, it's a cool story, but it's not necessarily paranormal.
and there's nothing in physics to flat out say that a parallel universe isn't possible. Just like there's nothing in physics to say that wormhole travel isn't possible. To bend space-time, to travel from our galaxy to the Andromeda galaxy in a matter of seconds by creating a rip in space-time. There's nothing in physics preventing that from happening. No. It's not like time travel, where physics can debunk time travel. I think they even concluded that if you were able to travel back in time using our understanding of physics, you'd only actually be able to go back a couple years at most. And yet, that's like, fine by me. You no know one out there, I'm sorry folks, you're not going to go ride a T-Rex in this day and age. And also, speaking of science, DNA deteriorates over time. We're never having, we're never getting Jurassic Park and, and Jurassic World in this day and age. I'm sorry to have to be the science killer, but you know what? Science can't prove that you didn't see somebody in a graveyard holding a light. You yeah. didn't see an apparition. You have no scientific way to disprove that. You have no scientific way to prove it either. Well, we have the picture, but again, you know, the argument always will be, oh, well, that's some, just a person like you. Yeah. It's always going to be the argument. But you can't conclusively say what it is or what it isn't. Yeah. And that's, it's the whole Schrodinger's cat experiment. Yes. It's, it's exactly what it is. These are, these are deep questions. And I think a lot of people, and this is what I really like about you doing the show here, is a lot of people look at paranormal activity either as a definite way to prove that ghosts exist or a complete hokum, and they brush it off. And I think there's just too many people on the extreme sides of the fence. And I appreciate someone like you who can have this conversation with me, and we can have this conversation with people in our personal circles who you and I both know are like-minded like this, who know that this is the right way to do the investigation of the paranormal the way that we do it, the way that we enjoy it, the way that... Jason and Grant and Josh Gates even to yep. throw him into here because yep. you know I'm a huge fan of his. I love the way Josh that they Gates. Do it. Right, it's the way that they do it. It's the way that they ask questions. It's the way that they go, well, here's why does this rumor exist in the first place? Why do you think this place is haunted? What's the history behind it? Is it possible that something happened here that would cause the spirit to be restless? Why would the spirit be restless? Is it restless because of a certain person, a certain item, a certain incident? Now can we recreate that stuff to figure out what's happening here? Like, if you've got one of those spirits that becomes active at a certain time of night, when are you going to investigate it? You want to investigate it at that time of night, and you're going to create the atmosphere, the environment that the spirit exists in, that it's causing the incident. And I, I may have told the story on a previous episode before, but three friends of mine in high school messed around in one of my friend's houses once with a Ouija board, and they feel like that something got loose. But you would never know that unless all three of them were there. Yeah. And when all three of them were there, that's when we would notice shit would be weird, stuff would get moved, we'd hear stuff. But it only happened if all three of them were present. Obviously, one of them lived there, yeah. but you needed the other two. Or it's like whatever they unleashed didn't give a shit. Yeah. Unless the three people that unleashed them were together, and they're like, oh, we're comfortable with this. Exactly. So if you wanted to investigate something like that, you have to have all three of them there. Yeah. Otherwise, things didn't work. And, you know, they would tell me these stories all the time. They're like, well, we don't, nothing's happening right now. And I'm like... Because well, there's only two of you. Like, if you did it, only two of you are here. 
we'll call the other guy, get his ass over here, and let's let's figure this out. All right, so now, this is this is episode number. Uh, as we said, it's episode number. I keep I lost it. It's number fifty four. What has been your favorite episodes that you've heard? I know you don't listen to all of them, but what are some of your favorite no, episodes? I, but I've listened to most. <laughs> I have listened to most. Um, and again, and that's and I, I I've told every single person on the podcast channel. I've said this before. Like it, it's it's not a disrespectful thing, even though I kind of feel like it is. I just. I don't have enough time in my life to, to throw in podcasts on top of everything else that I do. And like you, Jeff, I have a goal to become a paranormal, paranormal investigator. <laughs> published author! The other thing that you do. <laughs> so, that's always been one of the one of the things here. Um, now, forgive me, because I don't have, like, specific episodes remembered here, but um, one of my favorite episodes that you ever did was where you actually went out into the field, got evidence, and then brought it back and investigated it. Yeah, I've, I've done that because I did that twice, one with equipment working and one with it not working, but one yeah. Not working, yes. Um, that was one of my favorite episodes because that had actual practical stuff. My favorite is when you ran into the people. They're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the best part. You're just like, oh, there's people here. Yeah, um, definitely want to do I, more of those as we move forward with this podcast. Yes. Um, I've, I've liked a lot of the stuff where you've talked about either, either a place that I had interest in, like, for example, um, uh, the name of the ship, oh my god, I'm blanking on it, in California. Uh, Queen Queen Mary. Mary. Thank you. I I, I was gonna call it the Saint Mary, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) Yes, the Queen Mary. I like that episode because that was something that I didn't have, well, I, I knew, kind of knew the story and everything, and I thought it would be cool just to hear just to hear a story about it. And then you also did one on... Let me see if I can remember the name here. I think it was the Cecil Hotel. Yep. Yep. And I love that episode because I didn't know anything about that episode. That was I episode 32. Hotel. And then you do this. I'm like, what's the Cecil Hotel? And that was fascinating. But if I had to pick one, and I'm going to, uh, technically two, because you did it as a two-parter, it was your interview with Dustin Perry. Yeah, no, that... that for me is I don't know unless I get Josh Gates or Jason or Grant I don't know that I'm topping Dustin Perry I actually have a story about that episode alright so when I would drive my when I, most of the podcasts I'd listen to happened while I was driving the work van back when I was doing deliveries at my previous job now the van didn't have a way to actually connect my phone where I could play the podcast through the speakers but I could plug in my phone so it wouldn't lose charge, and I would just play it through my cell phone speaker. And I have a decent enough cell phone speaker, but sometimes, if there was too much extraneous noise, like I was either like I was either on the highway or it was raining, and in a white cargo van, rain echoes really loud, yeah. sometimes I wouldn't be able to hear the podcast. So, And I was listening to one of your Dustin Perry interviews, because this, this happened in October, I remember, because it was yep. we, were, we were around Halloween time. Yep. And I remember, I'm listening to the interview, and it starts downpouring, and it drones you out completely. And I'm loudly cursing out the rain, having a mini road rage issue, because I couldn't hear your interview. <laughs> and I was pissed off about it. Yeah, those were uh, October 4th and October 18th, is yes, when I... I don't, well, it was raining. All I remember was it was raining, and it was miserable. 
and I couldn't hear you, and I'm like, I guess I'm not listening to this now. Yeah, without a doubt, that that will always be a highlight. I love doing, like, finding random stories that, you know, not everyone knew about the Cecil Hotel. It was big in the paranormal because of the video of that woman that died, but it's not necessarily a well-known story. So things like that, I was like, yeah, I definitely have to cover that. Uh, the murder house out in, like, Idaho is a good one. Because it's just such a creepy story that somebody broke into a house, murdered six people with an axe, and then just left. Yeah, that's creepy. Uh, you know, talking about the lake monster in uh, Lake Champlain. Talking about Champy. That was a fun yeah. one. Tommaso Champy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a, lot of, there's, there's a lot of fun episodes you did. I have not heard all of them, of course, but when you... When, when you would cover something that I had interest in, I would always make sure that I, like, listened to it immediately. Um, just to give an example, you released the uh, the ranking tracks where you did the Bob Rivers Christmas episode, <laughs> the Christmas episode, the Christmas CD, and I loved that CD, so I listened to it, like, as soon as I published it, I was your first click, <laughs> because I hit play immediately. So, and, and I've been your first click on a couple of your episodes, uh, a very specific one that I know for a fact I was your first clip because I, I, I had to be was um, let me see if I can pull this up real quick I was it was one of your you've done multiple St. Augustines right? yeah okay I was definitely one of the St. Augustines because I literally uploaded it and the first thing I did was pulled it up on the app and clicked it and I cheat folks I pull it up and I'm not logged in under CKCC Radio, so it counts as a click towards the episode. I'm a cheater, guys. <laughs> I'm okay with can, that. Because I have all the... Because you guys email me the audio file so I can upload them. So I have an audio file of every episode I've ever uploaded. But I won't listen to the audio file on my computer. I'll do it only through the app because I want to give you guys the hits. Because I'm technically listening to the episode, so you deserve the credit for it. Yeah, because it helps build the network that you created. Exactly. So, as we start exactly. to wrap... Is there anything you would like me to cover moving forward? I think um, one of the coolest things that would... To kind of start expanding the show would be to really start looking at... Um, I think it would be really cool if we could really look at some of those true stories turned into movies. Those kind of hauntings, like the Amityville Horror, uh, that's just the first one that came to mind, The Shining Hotel, stuff that has that history where they'll, they'll base something off of it, and maybe it's a fictionalized version of the story, but there's some history there. Yeah. And I think that'd be a really cool way to pull that in, especially now that you've got the movie review podcast. That'd be a cool way to tie some of that stuff together. And I still, when I first announced this podcast, you had said you wanted me to do one on a Philmont, New Mexico incident. I don't know if you remember mentioning that, but it's... I, I, do I have, have that book. I have the book on my... Uh, it's, it's, it's on my shelf. I know it's there. It's a whole It's a whole story of the, uh, the ghost stories that happened there, and then we had an incident that took place. So, uh, well, you'll have to have me back for a future episode, and I'll tell stories about uh Philmont scout reserve we'll make a whole episode out of it i, I was just gonna say well if you've got stories you're coming back for that one so 
I have not forgotten. I do have it still saved. Well, twist my arm a little harder, won't you? <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not hard to get me on an episode to talk. So. Me neither, clearly. So. <laughs> yes. All right, well, congratulations well. to you on two years of Real Paranormal Talk. You are the, this is actually the longest running consistent show on CKCC Radio right now, so. And I have no plans of going away. I enjoy doing all three of my podcasts way too much, and so hopefully. Exactly. You know. Do, pod, do your podcast. You guys, I want all of y'all out there to do your podcast because you enjoy doing them. Let me worry about how many people are actually listening. Y'all shouldn't be concerned with that. That's, I'm not. That's a, that's a Chris thing to worry about, because I'm the one running the damn thing. But but also, and also thank you, Jeff, for being a loyal patron as well, because you've helped support the show financially, and it's because of you and the other patrons that we're able to keep the show free for everybody without ads. Hey, if and, this network succeeds, then I succeed, so... It's all it's all success exactly. It's it's all a, a success plan. And real quick, for for your listeners, in case for for those who don't cross pollinate on my shows here, and I, I know there are there are some who don't, but I'd like to let you guys know that we're going to be moving forward with some YouTube content in 2022. So keep an eye out for that. We'll probably do a lot of shout outs and stuff right here on the on all the various podcasts and everything. But please keep an eye out for that. One of the things we're going to do that I know Jeff will be participating in is going to be real-time reviews where we watch stuff in real time and discuss it. And maybe we can pull up an episode of Ghost Hunters and do a real-time review of that. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a built-in title somewhere in there, real-time, real paranormal or something. Real-time paranormal. <laughs> this, this is, And you've done real-time paranormal on this show. And like I said, I have a couple of plans to do more of them in different locations. I've done both of them in the same spot, but I would love to do more outside of that spot as well. So, I genuinely wish we could have done something at Demon's Alley in New Jersey because that was one of the best actual experiences I ever had as far as something paranormal happening. Unfortunately, Demon's Alley no longer exists because of Weird New Jersey which started the whole weird U.S. trend, by the way. Leave it to my state to come up with something weird and run with it. But it was it was actually Weird New Jersey that ruined Demon's Alley for everybody because when all the Weird New Jersey nuts would show up there, they would vandalize the houses. And it was owned by the reservoir, so it was technically considered private property, so the poor police had to patrol it. Yep, just, just like in Dudley Town here in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And Midgetville, too, I think, got victimized as well uh that was another weird new jersey story so yeah it's it's unfortunate but so one thing i will i will leave you folks with here you find folks who want to do your own paranormal stuff all i would ever ask is please be respectful and careful if you ever do these any of these investigations because honestly i think that i I think that should have enough respect for your fellow paranormal investigators to not vandalize and trash something here. We, we have too many people who do that anyway, and in order for us to get to these places and investigate them, we have to, we can't, we can't just be jerks about it, because if we are, 
then this is the type of stuff that happens. Things get bulldozed, they get torn away, and now nobody can investigate it. And then you so, go to jail. So, it's a right, lose-lose. And then, and then you're doing something stupid, and then, and you ain't gonna get, you ain't gonna get the, uh, the Dan Aykroyd and Ghostbusters treatment in prison. Alright? That ain't gonna happen. So, yes, I completely agree. Do not break the law just to do paranormal investigation. Be respectful to the areas. And, I will also add, be respectful to the spirits that you're investigating. Oh my god, yeah. And you know what? If you want to be a paranormal investigator and you're going to be disrespectful to the spirits, whatever happens to you, you're asking for it. Yep, All you right? deserve it. Do you know why they say don't mess with the unknown? It's right there in the fucking sentence. Unknown. If you get okay? scratched, that's on you. <laughs> and they will, and they do, and they have. So, yes, please. Be careful, and yeah. By the way, one of the best subtle scenes in Ghostbusters that doesn't get appreciated enough is when they are in jail and they're going over the plans and all the prisoners in the cell are casually looking over their shoulders like they're going to be part of this. Yep. It's such a subtle little thing, but it always cracks me up. All right, well, that is going to wrap up our anniversary show. I want to thank Commissioner Chris for coming back. Oh, you're very welcome, sir. Uh, Anytime you want to have me back, you just let me know. And you will be a future guest on uh, Ranking Tracks as well. Multiple times, because I got you down for two different ones with you. And then one with you and Dan, so that should be fun. Yeah, Dan and I both jumped on that one. I know exactly which one you're talking about, too. Because he, he was the first one that actually suggested it, but that was that's probably the number two album that I would have put on a hit list after uh, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory. Which, Which you were on for that one, so... Right. But the, but the other album in question, which I won't spoil it for the listeners here, but the other album in question is another one where it's like, oh my god, every track's a banger, and this, this album single-handedly influenced one of my big decisions in music. Here's, here's a little teaser for you guys. The reason I love metal, rock, hard rock bands with female vocalists was because of this album, okay? There's your teaser. See if y'all can figure out what I'm talking about. Yep. So that's gonna be fun to break that one down because oh man, every every song. And you know what? Anytime I do anything on Chris Frank's The Universe, moving forward with the YouTube channel, which is it's gonna be more of a scripted series instead of a podcast discussion. But guests are always welcome to come in and chime in. If you've ever got something that you that you think would be a fun ranking that could tie into real paranormal talk, let me know and I'll I'll look into that. Okay. I mean there obviously there's the easy thing are like movie series and stuff like that. But even if you wanted to do a top ten the top ten greatest episodes of Ghost Hunters, for example, we can do that. We I can do my research and come up with a list and we can we can make that happen. So And I still think one of my favorite things that we ever did was the uh the picture YouTube video. That was fun. Yeah. I want to do more of those, by the way. Yeah. I definitely want to do more of those. Uh, I have one planned for my podcast co-host, Eric. <laughs> so I just have to get him to come on it and, and do the recording, but I've already made the slideshow. Nice. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this anniversary show. Thank you for 54 great episodes and at least 54 more to come. So thank you for listening, everybody. 
Don't forget to check out the other great shows here on CKCC Radio, as well as some of our partner shows. They need all the attention as well, so check them out. And in the meantime, give them some support. And in the meantime, have a good one, everybody. Bye.